Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Cañon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> that's right, boys and girls, good morning, it's Friday! We made it, guys, we made it! Just a few hours and we're all free. How are you doing out there? A big good morning to Annie, The Bridge, Vero, Ronnie, Min, Rafelka. Oh, good crowd in the in the live audience today. Good morning as always to my partner in crime, The Natch. How are you doing, Natch? Fine, thank you. And you? Yeah, not the way. It's Friday. You know, it's Friday. It's, it's illegal to be in a bad mood on a Friday. Well, do you have any exciting plans for the weekend? No, not really. No, me neither. It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm no, gonna... I have plans. Not I... exciting plans. Oh, what, what, what plans? What are you doing? Birthdays. Ah, birthdays. Tis the season. Well, I mean, as a parent, man, you must just get so sick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, no more on that. I don't want to put Natch in a bad mood. All right. So here we go. Guys, as always, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning. And they give me, um, they give me a show. So let's uh, see what they prepared for today. In today's 100 Humans, we asked people to name something. Um, name something you do each day or you do every day, but you never see soap opera characters doing. Nombra algo que hagas cada día, pero que nunca veas hacer... Oh, nunca veas hacer a los personajes de telenovelas. Me... Nivelazo. Oh, dude. Thank you, thank you. Um, then in um, uh, then in complete the news. God, I hope we get to do both complete the news. We'll find out um, why a Ukrainian soldier called a Russian tank manufacturer, fabricante de tanques, would you say? Tank manufacturer. Oh, dude, dude, I'm killing it today. And then um, in the first part of the show, we'll um, obviously cover a, a bit of a light-hearted, unpopular opinion. Today is Friday, after all. We're gonna um, we're gonna discover who loves their owners more. Is it dogs or cats? Who loves their owners more, dogs or cats? I made the statement: dogs love their owners more than cats do. Los perros quieren más a sus dueños que los gatos, and I, I believe that to be true wholeheart, wholeheartedly. But we will discuss it in the chat later on today. Right now, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Dude, the, the um, you know, I didn't drink alcohol at the quiz, but yesterday I felt so hungover. I don't know if it was a lack of sleep <laughs> or what it was, but it's true. Didn't drink a drop of alcohol, I promise. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Uh, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe. It's Friday. Yes, it is. Good morning, Rob. Yippee, says the bridge. Good day, says Annie. Um, a lot of good mornings and salutations in the chat. Good morning to you guys. England lost... Okay, we have our sports update from Annie. England lost to New Zealand in the Cricket World Cup opener. There you go. I don't know cricket, Annie. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know cricket. And um, I have no particular emotional attachment to the British or the English um, cricket team. So you go New Zealand. <laughs> history um, history is written by the winners. <laughs> okay, let's look at some um, let's look at some news stories today. We have some good ones. Um Natch, how's it going on the patinetti, my dude? Very well, thank you. Yeah. I'm absolutely convinced to buy one. You're going to buy a patinetti? Yes. All right, dude. So while we're on the subject, I've, as you know, as most of you know, if you're listeners to the show, um I bought a patinetti, broke six ribs in an accident and haven't used it since. So while we're on the subject of um, of that, um, apparently great apes... <laughs> don't hate me, Natch. Great apes go through midlife crisis too, apparently. <laughs> See, like, richer people, Natch, they buy sports cars. People like me and you, we buy um, electric scooters. <laughs> That's just how it's done, my dude. Um, yeah, this I discovered this article. And if you're like me, in your middle age, yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, I, I don't shave my head through choice. Nature helps me quite a lot. <laughs> Chimpanzees and orangutans might experience midlife crisis similar to humans, according to a study of 508 captive 
great apes. The study led by Alexander Weiss from the University of Edinburgh found that the well-being of these apes dropped during their late 20s to mid-30s, equivalent of human middle age, and then improved in later years. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to the improvement. Um, uh, then improved in later years. Um, yeah, I mean, it does. It, the The article is funny. It's from Nature. It's uh, an actual. Um, it's an actual study done by scientists. <laughs> um, they don't discount the the effect of cultural and environmental factors that also play a part in in these kind of crises. But interesting that it might be a biological thing, right? Just a, like a biological flip that switches. And all of a sudden, we want to buy a red sports car, or in mine and Natch's case, an electric scooter. So there we go. Like we're just we're normal, Natch. Rest rest assured that we we are one with the animal kingdom. <laughs> Next time you're driving the patinette, keep a lookout. If you see a sports car, there's probably a chimpanzee inside. <laughs> a twenty-five year old chimpanzee just saying, "Yeah, whatever." I worked all my life for this. <laughs> I'm looking for that improvement too, says um, says Rafelka. Yeah, it'll come eventually. We just have to be patient. Uh, good morning, BTI. How are you doing? It was born to Iron Man's birthday yesterday. Happy 21st birthday, born to Iron Man. <laughs> That's a gift. That's the gift I give you. <laughs> uh, flip. Uh, flip uh, did I say a flip that switches? I meant a switch that flipped. Oh, my. Oh my, it is Friday morning. All right, so there you go. Let's uh, move on to some news. 80, here we go. Apparently, 80% of Gen Z, Generation Z, Generacion Theta, um, apparently, apparently 80% of Gen Z and millennial workers report to being stressed out. Three quarters of them are looking for their employers to help. <sighs> Isn't this multi-generational? I feel quite stressed. Natch, you never look stressed at work, man. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like Natch deals with his, has stress at home. And he comes here for the holiday. <laughs> I admire I admire that, man. I admire it. But yeah, is this really just um, a Gen Z millennial ph phenomena? I don't think so. Or is it maybe that um, maybe Gen X, like me and you, Natch, or, or people older than us, maybe we're just better at dealing with our stress, managing our stress, so this come this article came from um, Fortune.com, another um, good publication. Sadly, it is behind a paywall. But if you're a member of my Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Professional Bohemian, um, I at the bottom of each of the links that I post there, I do post um, a little uh, a recap of of each article. So here we go. Reach a recent study by Alight revealed that 80% of Generation Z and millennial workers are experiencing stress, with 75% of them expecting support from their employers regarding their well-being. I think there's a massive disconnect between what a lot of people expect from their employers and what their employers will actually deliver. I don't know if it's maybe a sense, a more realistic sense of, of um, what an employer will and what do with our Generation Natch. I think we're more hi hyper aware that companies, you know, their 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 main objective is to make <laughs> is to make a profit. Not every company. I know you say no, 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 it's not. No, your companies want their employees to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the workforce. <laughs> like if you if you live in if you're if you're in a job that has a high turnover of staff or the the employment market is flooded with people who share your skills here i'm thinking marketing um audiovisual production uh if you're if like basically what i do if you're if you're in if you're in that world right um your company may not be as incentivized as you think to to keep you happy because there's just so many like if i if i was fired tomorrow they could find another romp they could find another romp you know what i mean not natch obviously <laughs> we're not i mean <laughs> we're not talking you can't replace the oracle they'd have to they'd have to they'd have to climb mount olympus natch <laughs> i don't see anyone here doing that <laughs> um so yeah i mean okay that may be a little bit of a dim view on employment but there you go i mean it's an opinion and as grandpa bo used to say you know 
opinions are like buttholes, my friends. Everybody has one and they all stink and that includes mine. But yeah, I think there's maybe a little disconnect there. I mean, a company, most companies, um, their only objective is to create wealth for their shareholders, you know, <laughs> and everything else. Um, is is second place to that. However, there are obviously fringe benefits to treating your employees well. They work harder. Rah, rah, rah. We know, we know. But I've been in the work. I've been in the workforce for um, well since I was 15 years old. I'm 45 now. And let me tell you, <laughs> my well-being hasn't always been the uh, priority <laughs> of the places that I've worked. So anyway, let's continue with this article. Um, so yeah, Gen Z millennial, millennial workers experiencing stress, 75% of them expecting their employers to do something about it. The research indicated that only 51% of workers felt positive about their overall well-being in 2023, a slight drop from 53% in 2022. The main stresses identified were personal finances, job challenges, and physical health. Am I crazy and just thinking that's like... Only one of those three things has anything to do with your employer. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little bit sick. Can I stay at home today? <laughs> okay. The meme, the whole meme around, you know, young people being too soft nowadays. I'm not going to contribute to that noise. As you know, I am a great defender of Generation Z. And millennials, whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm a great defender. I think you guys are, uh, you guys are awesome. You know? Um... So yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, why why is this disconnect happening? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Several reasons, I think. I mean, I, I think there is a lot more. Uh, I think there's a lot more comp competition around employment nowadays. I think companies are getting a little more. Um, what's the word? Yeah, mercenary in their approach to employing and um, and retribution. At least here in uh, here in Spain. Right, Natch. I mean, this is a this is a country that with um, uh, with renowned poor salaries. Is that fair to say? Would you say that's fair to say, Natch? That the salaries in Spain are quite poor. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, uh, yet, um, Spanish people, contrary to popular myth, they're very very hard workers. That includes my friend sat there in the studio. So yeah. Anyway, uh, there you go. So millennials and Gen Z, they you know, they feel sad. And they want their boss to help. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I know the vast majority of the people that listen to the show are millennials. <laughs> I know from the from the audience data. So I don't want to piss you guys off. You guys are strong, special little soldiers. <laughs> You're unique as a snowflake. Just like everyone else. Yeah, you're unique. <laughs> all right, let's continue. Let's continue. Sorry, I'm in a silly mood today. Uh, all right, where do we go now? Um, oof, I should really get into the unpopular opinion. Let's do one more. Kind of a sad piece of news for me. One of the bright... Do you know what the brightest thing in the sky is? What the brightest um, object in the sky is, Natch? Well, apart from the sun. Uh... Ah, dude. Oh, Nivelazo. I wasn't even, I wasn't even going there. <laughs> Nivelazo. I think it's Venus or... I don't know. Venus. Yeah, yeah. The North Star, we would have said as well. Not anymore, my friend. Not anymore. One of the brightest things in the night sky is now a satellite that was launched in 2022. <laughs> uh, the increasing number of... This is coming from sciencealert.com. Uh, the increasing number of satellites in low Earth orbit is becoming a concern, especially with the recent launch of a satellite named Blue Walker, uh, Caminante Azul, Blue Walker 3, um, which has become one of the brightest objects in the night sky. This satellite, a prototype by US-based um, Space Mobile, is part of a planned um, constellation. What? Researchers led by the... Uh, by a famous astronomer of the University of Atacama in Chile emphasized the urgent need for regulations to mitigate the impact of these satellite swarms on ground-based astronomy. Yeah, if you're an astronomer looking up in the night sky, I mean, how can you identify what's a star and what's a... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's sad. It's sad. It seems like um, we're just throwing tons of junk up in the, uh, in the sky. Remember earlier on this week, we spoke about the um, first ever fine paid for littering in space 
<laughs> and uh, my question is, uh, why is that? Why did why was was um, the American federal government fining? Isn't that does that does space belong to to America, Natch? I did not know. I guess it does. I guess space belongs to America, guys. There you go. We've solved that problem. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the sun reflecting on Rob's head is the brightest object in the sky, apparently, according to me. <laughs> Uh, Rob is angering the Gen Zers. I don't mean to. I'm being, I'm just joking. I know you're not soft. You're just sensitive. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Do we do one more piece of it? Yeah, let's do one more. Oh, damn it, why not? Um, we still, okay, here we go. Interesting, something that I've mentioned on the show before, a lack of understanding as to the, um, as to the inner workings of large language models. First of all, what is a large language model, an LLM? It's one of these tools um, like ChatGPT that is trained on a wealth of written material and can reproduce, um, uh, not speech, well, now speech, actually, funnily enough, but um, text that appears to be written by a human, that is written in a way that is indistinguishable in many cases from human writing so this is um this came from new scientist uh today and in a really interesting fascinating article again sadly behind a paywall um so it discusses the increasing adoption and the integration of large language models like chat gpt in various services but with the caveat or with the warning that we still really don't understand how these things work. That's that's a fact. There are certain things we don't understand about them, yet we are becoming more and more reliant upon them. I mean, if it works, it works. Am I right, friends? But it's, it's weird how humanity has created this form of intelligence. I'm not saying it's intelligent like a human, but it is a form of intelligence, right? And we don't really understand how it processes that information. There are four things, four main things that we don't understand, like it's deep functionality. There's a lack of clarity about what's truly happening behind the interfaces. I mean, we understand that it's a statistical model. It will, it writes in order, it writes the words in order and chooses the next thing to say based on a st the statistical probability of it being there. It's weird. But we don't know how it makes those decisions. Um, we don't know its capabilities. We're not entirely clear which tasks these models excel in and which ones they might struggle with, which is why you see articles appearing like, oh, ChatGPT doesn't understand maths. But then you phrase a question in a different way, and it does. It's odd. It's odd. Um, yeah, we don't understand why it hallucinates. Um, uh, hallucinar, right? Hallucinate. We don't understand why um, these chat models hallucinate. When I say hallucinate, what I mean is when they offer incorrect information with a with a high degree of confidence. We don't understand why it does that. Uh, among other things, but a fascinating article there by um, by New Scientist. Um, and again, the links to all those will appear in my Patreon if you want to support the work I do. Um, you can find it there. All right, on that note, friends, we're going to go to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. All right, my friends, it's Unpopular Opinion O'Clock. Uh, yeah, so what is an unpopular opinion, right, friends? It's a brain fart. Es un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental, una rayada. I share it with you on my social media. You guys opine there, you, uh, you vote there, but the real decision makers are our friends who are joining us in the live audience. That's The Bridge, Ronnie, Min, Born to Iron Man, Rafelka, Jareom, Annie, all you guys, Vero. So here we go with today's unpopular opinion, which is dogs love their owners more than cats do. <laughs> uh, well, yesterday we were talking about self-made man. Like sometimes we, we cover kind of economical quirks. Sometimes we cover socio sociological quirks. But on a Friday, I like to take it easy. <laughs> and this, so we're doing a light-hearted subject today. That dogs love their owners more than cats do. Los perros quieren más a sus dueños 
que los gatos. All right, let's see. Um, uh, Vero immediately in the chat here, she says, cats are very homely and protective of their territory and the people around them. According to some reports, they consider their owners part of their family and they feel a duty to protect them. Any living thing loves more that loves their owners more than cats. No, 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 come on. You know what I mean. That if um, if a, if a guy if someone owns a dog and a cat, the dog loves loves them more than the cat loves them. You know? And I think it's obvious. I mean, Vero says false here. Um, okay, uh, can I can I uh, can I have a caveat in today's unpopular opinion, friends? I know your cat. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you out there in Radio Land. Your cat, your cat in specific. I can't remember its name. You know. I'm going to guess here. Your name's Maria. <laughs> oh, Juan. That's about half the population of Spain, isn't it, Natch? <laughs> All right. Like, I know your cat is just is just the most loving, loyal cat. You know, it even plays fetch with you. Your cat loves you more than any dog ever could. I know that. But I'm talking about all cats. All right. <laughs> and in general, dogs love their owners more than cats do. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, friends. I gave them a good whipping and they provided me with some pro and con arguments. And here they are. Um, agreeing with the statement that dogs love their owners more than um, their, uh, more than a cat does. Here we go. Dogs are pack animals. Dogs have evolved as pack animals inherently wired to be part of a group um, and form close bonds with their masters. This makes them more likely to show overt affection and loyalty to their human pack. Uh, dependence. Dogs often rely on humans for many of their needs, not just food, but also play, walk, social interaction. This constant dependence might make them seem more loving and attached. Seem nothing, they are. Uh, dogs typically display more overt signs of affection, like wagging their tail, licking, following their owners around, which, um, which can be interpreted as love or more love. Finally, dogs have been domesticated and bred over thousands of years specifically for companionship and work alongside humans, which might make their attachment more evident. Cats are stupid and annoying, says Annie. Agreed. <laughs> oh, dear. Ronnie's laughing at that statement. Okay, let's continue. So the con argument, disagreeing. With, uh, with the phrase saying, no, your dog doesn't love you more than your cat does. So this is for you out there that I was talking to earlier. Your, you and your extra loving cat. Here we go. Different, um, they, they express affection in a, in a different way. Cats and dogs have different ways of showing affections. While a cat might not always greet you at the door like a dog would, purring, kneading. Kneading is what they do with their little paws there. Um, kneading or nuzzling, con las narices super monos, nuzzling can be ways of expressing love. All I'm going to say is a cat, apropos of nothing, will just scratch you because it feels like it. Oh, such a good girl. I mean, all right, yeah, that's love. That's love. If that, if that's your the way you the the way you think about love, I would um, I would examine your romantic relationships. <laughs> Oh, let's continue. Independence. Cats are often seen as more independent creatures, but this shouldn't be mistaken for a lack of affection. Their less overt displays of love might be misconstrued as aloofness, mm, as, dist as being distant. Okay, territorial nature. Some cats argue... Uh, some, not some cats. Cats don't argue. Um, some argue that cats... <laughs> view their human companions as larger cats and interact with them in the same way they might interact with other cats. This includes gifts like bringing them prey. Oh, that sounds delicious. Um, which, which is a sign they care. Yeah. Unless a cat is bringing me a frozen pizza, I'm not interested. Okay, next and final in the, in the con column. Some scientific studies suggest that cats form strong attachments to their owners, familiar or similar to the bond between dogs and owners, or even the bond between infants and parents. These bonds just manifest differently due to the inherent species behavior. So there you go. 
Natch, you don't have a do you don't have a horse in this ring race because you don't own a own a pet, right? <coughs> have you ever owned a pet? No, right? No, and my only experience with cats is my sisters that hates me. So yeah, yeah, cats hate everyone. The, man. My sisters, cat, not my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we got uh, it, dude. <laughs> and I guess dogs, maybe both. Uh, show effect but dogs know better how to show it to yeah, humans yeah. yeah i don't know Pardon. i don't know i kind of feel like cats are more uh, they they're more attached to the place than the person do you know what i mean i do actually have a scientific um uh, believe it or not a scientific study that I'm going to reference later on in the next half of the show. But those are your pros and cons, my friends. Those are your pros and cons. So I'm going to ask you to vote in the chat and you will tell me, do dogs love their owners more than cats do? Let's see. All right, friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning on this beautiful Friday morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch and it means the world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P R O B O H. Okay with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's currently 9 a.m. Central European time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. for our friends in the Philippines and Hong Kong. How are you doing? <laughs> Here we are. And what a show we're having. Oh, my God. So we um, we briefly took a dive into a scientific, uh, some scientific research that found that great apes, um, chimpanzees, orangutans, experience midlife crisis just like the rest of us. Yeah. So we don't, we're not alone. <laughs> um, we found out that 80% of Gen Z and millennial workers are reporting being stressed out. No doubt, for, joking aside, no doubt the world is a lot more stressful than it was. Um, uh, let's see. One of the biggest things, uh, one of the brightest things in the, in the night sky is no longer um, uh, Venus or the North Star, Dog Star. It's now um, a satellite that was launched in 2022. Kind of makes me sad, man. Kind of makes me sad. And finally, um, we took a look at a new scientist article um, talking about the things that we still do not understand about these large language models like ChatGPT um, and others. Google Bard, there, there are a ton of them in the market now. Um, one by Anthropic, Claude, I think it's called. Yeah, um, things that we don't understand. We don't understand the inner workings, how it thinks, how it, um, how it uses logic. There's so much still yet to understand about these things. Yet, however, society is leaning further and further into their use. Um, not something I would criticize. I mean, I, I use, um, well, I don't need large language models. As you know, I have elves. I have poor enslaved elves that uh, that work for me. <laughs> work, in inverted commas, you know. Um but yeah, fascinating, fascinating article there. Um, and then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion. By the way, friends, if you want any of those links and with small descriptions of what the articles are about, you can find those in my Patreon along with the VODs of every show, every day, the video on demand. If you want the video element as to go along with your audio, find it in my Patreon. All right, let's see. So we moved on then to um, our unpopular opinion, which is dogs love their owners more than cats do. Los perros quieren más a sus dueños que los gatos. Mm. All right, the um, the poll is finished, quite conclusively, I would say. Um, in, in On Instagram, they said 78% of people said true. Dogs love their cats, more, uh, love their owners more than cats love their owners. Or to put it in a different way, your dog loves you more than your cat does. Um, and I know this is difficult to hear for for cat owners, right? Tu perro te quiere más que tu gato. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to hear for a cat owner. I understand that. That's why I'm not talking about your cat, friends. I'm talking about those other cats out there. <laughs> Let's see. We got some messages in the chat. Uh, Vero says something sad. Something sad. Vero says, mine was called Barney after Homer Simpson's 
drunk friend. He died some years ago. R.I.P. Barney. We we love you. Uh, Rob, are you saying that cats are small furry horses? <laughs> no, my hatred for horses is is quite unique. I don't hate cats. Actually, I've saved cats from the street, found owners for them. I don't hate cats. I like cats. I like both cats and dogs. The only animal that I hate, that I profoundly hate, with very good reason, <laughs> are horses. Because they're useless in this modern age. No need for them. <laughs> but they are delicious if you've ever tasted one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm losing listeners by the thousand here. Come on, let's continue. So let's see. Um... Yes, they show love in a different way, says Rafelka. Maybe indifference is their way. <laughs> so all cats are British, right? Just aloof and standoffish. You know how British people reproduce, Natch? By shaking hands. True story. We probably didn't know that. That's how we, that's how we do it. <laughs> um, cartoon cats that, cat that eats lasagna, Garfield. Garfield is that cat. That was a question asked by Ronnie. Okay, there is actually some, well, not scientific evidence is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but there was a documentary um, or a documentary series by the BBC called Cats versus Dogs, and they found that dogs exhibit significantly stronger affection towards their humans. The research me- measured the love hormone. If you don't know what the love hormone is, it's called oxytocin. It's um, a chemical released when we that is responsible for that feeling we associate with love. So here we go. The research measured the love hormone, oxytocin, in both animals before and after interacting with their owners. Results showed that dogs experienced a 57.2% increase in oxytocin levels, while cats, they only experienced 12%. <laughs> In a related study, it was found that gazing into a dog's eyes can also release oxytocin in humans. Oh, yeah. When I look at my doggies, dude, I feel a little love. Why not? Um, (laughs) Can be released in humans. There you go. Neuroscientist Dr. Paul Zak, who analyzed the documentary's findings, expressed surprise at the high oxytocin levels in dogs and noticed that even humans typically only experience 40 to 60% rise in oxytocin levels when interacting with close family members. Except for in England. It's more around the 2% mark. (laughs) It's all we're capable of. So there you go. I mean, if you want to go chemically, scientifically speaking about this, then yeah, your dog experiences more. They they get a sudden rush of that love hormone, oxytocin, um, almost five times more than a cat does. So if you want to talk about it scientifically, yes, a dog loves its owner more or experiences love for their owner much more strongly, much more acutely than a cat does. Um, let's look. I got some messages from Instagram. Lynn wrote, from a biological standpoint, dogs have been domesticated longer and often display more overt signs of affection. Thank you, Lynn. Spell L-I-N if you're, in, if you're out there. Thank you for that message. Gina says, my spiritual, my spiritual readings, Lynn, you came to the wrong show. <laughs> dogs have, <laughs> sorry, Lynn, thank you for listening. I don't mean to. You know, I'm just turning everyone away from the program today. Lynn, I, I thank you. I would appreciate a spiritual reading also. <laughs> Dogs have this pure loving aura that is hard to match. Um, uh, cats have a more reserved energy. Thank you for that energetic reading of the auras, Gina. Is it Gina? Yeah, Gina. Um, Mandy. Um, every animal has a heart and is capable of deep love. All right, there you go. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I feel bad for Gina. <laughs> I said bad things. <laughs> um, this is Brid- the bridge says. Of course, that's uh, what I was. What that's what I was thinking. Cats don't have hooves. Yeah, just a weird. Ugh. Horses are gross. Vero, the truth about cats and dogs. Really good movie. I haven't read. I haven't seen it. Um, and also, there's tail wagging. Oh, dude. When, my, when I walk into my house, like literally, you know how few people are excited to see me? <laughs> you know what I mean? As, a, as an adult, 
you walk into anywhere and it's just, you know, it's just inviting criticism. <laughs> oh, here he is. Look at him. <laughs> you know, why does he always wear a t-shirt? Why is it? Why can't he just dress smartly? Why can't he? Uh, oh, Rob, I need you to do this. This is what it is to be an adult, isn't it? But I walk into my house, friends, and it's like Jesus just, or a, a, a UFO, a friendly aliens just landed on the White House lawn spreading peace and love. I just walk in there and they're just so insanely happy to see me. Oh my God, it's a human. I love this guy. Come on. Yeah, and I've been around cats. As I said, I've, I've saved a few cats. I've been like a, a good friend of mine, Claire. She had a cat, Strider. And I always had the feeling that cats kind of, you know, deal with their owners. <laughs> Whereas a dog like loves their owners. I might be wrong about that. I'll be honest. I've never owned a cat, but it is certainly my feeling. And it seems to be borne out by the uh, scientific en um, evidence of the oxytocin, the love hormone that is experienced by both animals, seems to be born out there. But what did our live audience say? What did they say? So I made the statement, friends, that a dog loves its owner more than a cat does, and you guys said... 100% true. You're a wise, wise group of people. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, look. Um, if <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're owning a pet just because you want them to love you, <laughs> then that's probably the wrong idea to own a pet, isn't it? You have a pet for companionship. Um, cats, in many ways, are a lot more convenient than dogs because they are so much more independent. You know, we have a pet for companionship, not to experience adoration, right? If you have a pet because solely to um, to experience adoration, that's probably the wrong um, the wrong mindset to be in before adopting. I would say, but it is true. Having experienced, having been around both animals, albeit much more around dogs, I mean, it's hard to deny, isn't it? That like, when you walk into a house, you see a dog's reaction as opposed to a cat. You know, there is certainly more warmth there. The wagging of the tail, the kissing, the going crazy. Here's my ball. Throw it for me, human. You're a genius. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Bridge says, Rob, you should see Hitchcock, especially when Cristobal gets home. It's hilarious. Yeah. So there you go. So, so yeah, I think we all agree that kind of dogs seem to love their owners more than cats do. And, um, and yeah, it seems to be that there is scientific evidence to bear that out. So there we go, friends. 100% true. Congratulations. Science is with us on this one. All right, let's move on to today's 100 Humans. Oh, my God, friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered... 100 humans and i asked them all a question today's question was name something you do each day but you never see soap opera characters doing keep it clean <laughs> it's a family show name something you do each day or every day but you never see soap opera characters doing nombra algo que hagas cada día pero nunca veas hacer a los personajes de telenovela Something you always see soap opera characters. Oh, no. You always do, but soap opera characters never do. All right. What do you think, Natch? Where are you on this one? Mm, going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom. Um, the bridge here says, going to the loo. The loo. Very UK vocabulary. Well done, bridge. So is using the bathroom there. Is using the bathroom there. Something... You do every day, but you never see um, you never see soap opera characters doing. Is it there? Going to the loo? Yes, it is. Well done. It's not the most popular answer, though. It's the sixth most popular answer with seven of a hundred humans um, saying use the bathroom. Um. Okay, sweep. Ronnie says, sweep the floor. Hmm, sweep. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, well done, Ronnie. 
sweep isn't there, but cleaning, cleaning is. Cleaning is there. All right. Um, Ronnie also says, doing homework. Doing homework. It's probably true. I don't think I've ever seen... Well, I don't watch soap operas. I'm going to be honest with you. But, I mean, this is equally as transferable to movie characters and everything like that, you know. So, is it there? Is um, is homework there? No, it's not there. Um, comb your hair if you still <laughs> if you still having it, and get after getting up in the morning. You never see them comb their hair. You never see them preparing themselves for the next part of the day, do you? Hmm. Is it there though? No, it's not. Oh. It's going to be a tough one today. Okay, Rafelka, follow your thought. Okay, so they they get up in the morning. What's the next thing? What? Why are they getting up and getting and getting ready? For what purpose? There, you might have an answer. Woo! Oh my God, friends! Nombra algo que hagas cada día, pero que nunca veas hacer a los personajes, los caracteres, personajes. Yeah, de telenovela. Thank you, Natch. All right. I'm going to give you a clue, Natch. Um, the number... We're going to go for the number one answer because it's quite a random one. <laughs> I, I'm wear, You see me wearing a shirt exclusively when it's my time to do this. <laughs> I would much prefer wearing T-shirts. Every now and again, I'll come in in a button-down shirt and it's because of one reason. I recently, I've, I've been learning new new things about this. Like, you're supposed to do this at a higher temperature. <laughs> you, don't have, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not, um, it's not ironing bridge. It's before ironing. <laughs> what is it, Natch? Laundry. It's the laundry. Well done. <laughs> Weirdly, the 100 humans um, thought that was the number one thing. Well, it's true. You never see them on soap operas in telenovelas doing the laundry. They're too busy crying. <laughs> okay, so the laundry is there. 31 of 100 humans says, say you never see them washing their clothes, as the bridge says, or doing the laundry. Okay, another thing. These guys, like, human beings need certain things to survive. Shelter. Um, we need to, we need liquids in our bodies and we need something else. And it seems to be characters in movies other than Brad Pitt for some weird reason. Characters in movies never do this. Do you know where it is, Natch? Eat. It's eat. Well done. Something you do every day, but you never see a character in a soap opera doing. Um, here we have Ronnie says, sleep. Is sleep there? Yes, it is. Ronnie, well done. Never see these guys sleep. How do they survive? All right. Uh, we have drink water in the chat. That's from the bridge. Drink water. Is it there? No, it's not. No, it's not. Guys, you only have two more to get. You only have two more to get. I'm going to give you some clues. Um, oh, Conman said eat as well. Well done, Con. Joining us from South Africa. How you doing, my friend? Okay. Okay, we'll go for the fourth most popular answer here. Um, we're doing it right now, believe it or not, Natch. Most people don't do it quite as happily as we are. <laughs> it's the thing you do after what Rafelka says. You know, you get out of bed, you comb your hair. Why are you doing those things? To go somewhere. Where are you going? Go to work. Go to work. Well done, Natch. Something you do every day, but it seems like characters in soap operas, they don't. They got the they don't go to work. Ten of a hundred humans said that one. Okay, last one. Last one. Picking their nose, says Rafelka. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> Okay, last one. Okay. Their fridges, for some reason, Natch. They open the fridge, it's full. Hmm. 
You know, they've always wear, they're always wearing the latest designer um, clothes, but we never see uh, we never see the process. I guess I don't know. What am I talking about? What, what do you never see these people do? Go shopping. You never see them shopping. Well done. Well done, Rafelke. He also said, going to the grocery store. Vero says, have a shower. Another great answer, but it wasn't there. All right, guys. Well done. That was um, uh, that was the top seven answers. Let's go through them now. So I asked 100 humans to name something that you do every day, but you never see soap opera characters doing. Nombra algo que hagas cada día. Pero, que, uh, que, pero nunca veos hacer a los personajes de telenovela. I, I think I screwed that up, but whatever. You, you get it. I've repeated it like five times. Come on. Okay, so what is it? In position number seven. Comprar. You never see them shop. You never see them shop. Five of a hundred humans said that. Seventh place. In position number six. You never see them use the bathroom. Man. Not that I want to see it. But you could at least see him going. I think. Sorry, can we can we put a pin in that while I go for a wee? <laughs> so use the bathroom. Ir al baño. Seven of a hundred humans said that one. In position number five, we had dormir, sleep. Well done. In position number four, we had going to work. Ir a trabajar. Go to work. In position number three, eat, eat. You never see them eat. Comer. In position number two, we had clean, limpiar. And finally, when I asked 100 humans to name something they do every day, but you never see a character in a soap opera doing, in position number one, well done, it was laundry. Washing clothes, said the bridge, as did Nat. Well done, guys. All right, on that note, let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. What a, what a show, guys. What a show. By the way, can we get um, a Probo approved for everyone in the chat right now? Probo approved. You guys in the live audience, you're killing it. Thank you so much for participating in the best part of my day every single day. You guys rock, and I appreciate you a lot. Let's see. Maybe I make the Patreon post open today for everyone. Let's see. If I have time, I will. Okay, so incomplete the news. How does this even work? I'm going to give you a news headline, un titular, but I'm going to leave out some important information. Then I will give you three options, A, B, or C. Your job is to complete the news with the options I give you. If you are one of the many people who are watching the show live right now, but haven't participated, perhaps you feel a little shy about sharing your opinion, well, friends, this is your moment, because all you need to write and all I encourage that you write, so there are no spoilers, is A, B, or C. Okay, let's go. As promised, we're going to Ukraine. A Ukrainian soldier calls a Russian tank manufacturer for blank. Un soldado ucraniano pide, uh, llama blank. Para, yeah. Oh, llama a blank. <laughs> no, llama a un fabricante de tanques para blank. There you go. Sorry, we got that. But what is it? Is it A, for company while he was on the front line? For company. Was it B, for clues, pistas, clues, about Russian troop movements? Or was it C, for tech support? Supporte Tecnico. So, a Russian soldier calls... No, sorry, a Ukrainian soldier calls a Russian tank manufacturer for blank. But what for? Was it A, for company? Um, compañía? In um, Al Pie del Cañón? Ooh, on the front line. Was it for company? Was it B, for clues? Pistas sobre los movimientos de tropas rusas. Was it for clues on Russian troop movements? Or was it C, for technical support? <laughs> Sorry, it's got this tank. How does it work? A, B, or C? Okay, the, the, the chat seems to have um, decided. What do you think, Natch? 
B. You think B, clues on Russian troop movements. The chat is almost unanimously saying A. Um, Rafelka, I salute you for being the only person to say C. Let's see what the actual answer is. A Ukrainian soldier calls a Russian tank manufacturer for... The answer is... C for technical support. <laughs> Isn't this the best piece of news? By the way, congratulations to Rafelka, the only one to get today's. My God. Uh, Natch, it's Friday and I won. It's the sign of a good day. Okay, so yeah, this is a true story from the Moscow Times. Well, the Moscow Times. Is it true? We don't know, but here we go. A Ukrainian soldier using the call sign Kochev- Kochevnik captured a Russian, a malfunctioning Russian T-72 tank. So he captured it, he found it on the front line and took it for his own. <laughs> and humor, humorously filmed himself reaching out to the tank's manufacturer in Russia <laughs> for technical assistance. During the call, he described various issues with the tank, such as oil leaks and faulty turret, turret rotation mechanisms, and expressed his frustration, stating, it's impossible to wage war with it. <laughs> Dude, this guy I would I would like to go for a beer with. Um, so, yeah, so, so it's true. Um, a Ukrainian soldier captured a Russian tank and then proceeded to um, to call the tank's manufacturer, complaining that the tank was hard to um, to go to war with. <laughs> well, what a show, guys! We've covered everything from um, from from large language models, artificial intelligence, to the brightest object objects in space. We've had a week full of amazing discussions. We discovered that dogs experience more love than cats. And so much more. Friends, thank you so much again for participating in the best part of my day every single day. You guys rock. Um, friends, so many things you could have been doing today. An infinite number of things. Hell, an infinite number of things you could have been doing all week. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch. And it means the world. We'll be back again on Monday. See you then. 